I've heard it said you steer where you stare. We are bombarded daily with voices vying for our attention. And if we fill our days and minds with Netflix and social media feeds, we can get off track pretty quick. That's why I developed a 30-day music challenge. Listen to Christian music exclusively for 30 days. The challenge is free, and I'll be right there with you every step of the way. Head over to michellenizette.com forward slash 30-day challenge to sign up. Change your music, change your life. You're listening to More Than a Song, episode 87. and welcome to this episode of More Than a Song. My name is Michelle Nizat, and this is the podcast dedicated to helping you discover the truth of Scripture hidden in today's popular Christian music. My goal is to teach you to connect portions of God's Word with the songs you're singing along with on the radio, to help you meditate on truths that will transform your way of thinking and ultimately your life. Sometimes we just need a promise to put on repeat. This week's song, You Will Never Run by Rind Collective, does just that. Just listen. You will never run away, you're forever mine. You will never run away, you're by my side. My first thought as I began to ponder this week's song was, God, if you will never run away, then where are you? So then I went to Psalm 135, uh, 139, which is one of my favorite psalms of all times, in verse 5, where I see, you go before me and follow me. You place your hand of blessing on my head. And then in Psalm 103, it says, the Lord has made the heavens his throne. From there, he rules over everything. And then Psalm 34 reminds us, the Lord is close to the brokenhearted. He rescues those whose spirits are crushed. So we see that the Lord is before us and behind us and over us and close to us. And that is just a taste of what we see when we spend time in Scripture. And then so when I think of this song, again, the lyrics, you will never run away, so where are you? And then the next lyric is, you're forever mine. It reminds me of that time in John when Jesus is responding to a pretty pushy crowd, and they want to know if he's if he is the Messiah, and this is what he says. My sheep listen to my voice. I know them and they follow me. I give them eternal life, and they will never perish. No one can snatch them away from me, for my Father has given them to me, and he is more powerful than anyone else. No one can snatch them from the Father's hand. I am forever his, and he is forever mine. But today, even though I know this to be true, and these truths to be biblical, I just shared with you some scriptures that you can like write on a sticky note and read daily. But for me today, I need to spend some time, some quality time in God's word. I need to meditate on his promises. And one of my favorite places to do this is in the Psalms. They are rich and full, but you don't read the book of Psalms like a book, one right after another, one chapter right after the other. You read each Psalm like an individual poem or song or like a poetic journal entry even. Some of them read kind of like that. So this week I'm going to be sitting and meditating on Psalm 27. And the reason I landed there is because every time I hear this song by Wren Collective, I think, no, God isn't going to run away because he promised he will never leave or forsake me. And in a discussion with a friend this week, you know, her take is that God will never run away from us. Like he doesn't play cat and mouse with us because you know, that's a game and, that, and that's manipulation and God isn't into that. 
But some of you come from families where that is their MO. They play games. Or perhaps you've been abandoned by the very people who are supposed to love and protect you. Well, I mentioned this a few weeks ago, but our, atten- our tendency is to assign character traits to God that um, we see in humans. <laughs> so we assign those character traits and those flesh responses to our Heavenly Father, and that is exactly what we need to battle against. So in Psalm 27, verse 10, it says, Even if my father and mother abandon me, the Lord will hold me close. I know some of you grew up in environments where your caregivers played games. Maybe they were elusive with you. And you suffered under conditional love rather than unconditional love. But even if we just stopped with this verse, you can hold to that truth. You can hold to the truth that even if the very ones who were supposed to protect you and love you and care for you and support you, even if they abandon you, the Lord will hold you close. Put that on a sticky note. So my Bible interaction tool for you this week is to read in context. It's one of my favorite Bible interaction tools. And this is where you spend time in the verses around your focus verse or even the chapters before and after. Now, remember, we're in the Psalms this week. So the full context of this verse is just the entire Psalm. So just one chapter, uh, Psalm 27. So let's discover what we can uncover. So in verse 1 of Psalm 27, it says, The Lord is my light and my salvation. So why should I be afraid? The Lord is my fortress, protecting me from danger. So why should I tremble? Now our song says, "In you, you forever shine. And boy, isn't that encouraging. He is our light and our salvation. Now light illuminates dark places so that we can see clearly. And salvation delivers us from our own sin and consequences into his eternal light and love. So with my God shining brightly, illuminating the places in my life and heart that seem so dark and so unseeable, and with my eternity secure, why should I be afraid? And if that isn't enough, he's my fortress, my very large, very strong, very thick place of refuge from attacks of war. And with my eternity secure, why should I tremble? So let's stop here and talk for a moment about meditating on God's word. My whole purpose is to help you discover and meditate on God's word. This podcast uses contemporary Christian music to launch us into scripture, to discover it. But how exactly do you meditate on it? Now, I don't want you to think that you have to sit cross-legged and roll your eyes into the back of your head and play spa music on your Pandora station to meditate. When I say meditate, I want you to think deeply or carefully about something. In this case, God's word. It's very difficult to think deeply about something if you give it five minutes. And so I'm, I'm a big fan of reading through the Bible. I try to do it every year. But then when I'm doing that, I'm not meditating. I'm consuming the content. It does give me a wonderful big picture view that I don't get if I pause and pick apart the story scene by scene. But sometimes it's good to just slow down and meditate. So if I'm meditating on this psalm, I'm taking the time to read it through, but then I need to stop and think about each piece of it. So I ask you, are you afraid? Are you trembling about something that's going on in your life? 
God is your light, your salvation, and your fortress. And just and just like I took a few moments here to consider what that means to me, as you pause to ponder, it might jump out at you in a completely different way because of your own personal experiences. Maybe you've seen a fortress in person. Perhaps you're a photographer who understands the power of light or any number of things, anything like that. But you're going to miss it if you don't meditate on it. It's not cheating, by the way. You, you don't get an award for covering more ground. I read five chapters today in God's Word. You don't get an award for that. So it's not like you, you have done something better by reading more or even by reading less. But if you won't get, I, I'm just telling you, you're not going to get the value that God has for you in His Word by skipping through it too quickly. And you also sometimes have to give it a little investment, a little time investment. So then let's move on to the next couple of verses. It says, when evil people come to devour me, when my enemies and foes attack me, they will stumble and fall. Though a mighty army surrounds me, my heart will not be afraid. Even if I am attacked, I will remain confident. Now what jumps out at me here as I meditate on these words is that my heart will not be afraid. The heart it is the center of the of my emotions and my intellect and my moral functions. The heart is meant to understand and discern and give insight. It plans and makes commitments and decides and it feels. This is the center of me. This place where I feel and respond and plan and understand. This is the place that is protected by my fortress. And so I don't have a place to fear. So even if I'm attacked... I will remain confident. I've been attacked just this week, actually, but my running to God's word calmed me. And I can remain confident, not in myself, not in myself, but in my Savior, my light, my fortress. So in light of all this, what is the one thing that you would ask of the Lord? Think about it right now. If you could ask for one thing and seek it most, what would it be? All right, so let's hear what that one thing is for David as we keep reading. The one thing I ask of the Lord, the thing I seek most, is to live in the house of the Lord all the days of my life, delighting in the Lord's perfections and meditating in his temple. For he will conceal me there when troubles come. He will hide me in his sanctuary. He will place me out of reach on a high rock. Then I will hold my head high above my enemies who surround me. At his sanctuary, I will offer sacrifices with shouts of joy, singing and praising the Lord with music. Now, in David's time, the house of the Lord was a tent or a building. But to him, it was really more than that. It was the place where the presence of the Lord was. You see, we are currently the temple of the Holy Spirit. We don't have to go into a physical sanctuary. Uh, Many of you go to churches where the place where you sit and listen to the preaching of the word or praise is called a sanctuary. We don't have to go into a physical sanctuary. We are the temple of the Holy Spirit. Christ's death has torn the veil. We have instant access to the throne room of God. But how often do we go in? So David wanted to have an all access, all the days of his life, um, access to the temple, to the presence of God. Why? Because he, first he wanted to delight in the Lord's perfections. Another version said to behold the beauty of the Lord. 
And I ask myself this week, how often has I have I entered the holy of holies to behold the beauty of the Lord? Or was it only just to ask for deliverance or blessing? David's heart's desire was to never be absent from the presence of the Lord so he could worship him and just experience him and meditate on his words. His presence is a sanctuary. It's a place to hide and be hidden by God in times of trouble. And that is what this verse says. He will place me out of reach on a high rock. And then I see a picture of the confidence that we talked about in the last verse. Okay, this confidence leads me to hold my head high, not in pride, not in bravado, but in confidence in him, in confidence in my fortress and not lower my head in shame. And then what should I do there on that high rock in the presence and shelter of God, surrounded by my enemies, but with my head held high in confidence? I'm to sing my heart out. Hearts open wide, hands lifted high, over the clouds up into the blue sky. Hearts open wide, hands lifted high, over the clouds up into the blue sky. Hearts open wide, hands lifted high, over the clouds up into Hear me as I pray, O Lord. Be merciful and answer me. My heart has heard you say, come and talk with me. And my heart responds, Lord, I am coming. So this is David. This is that next verse. So you you sing. We've been singing our heart out. And then the prayer comes. And the prayer was just to be heard. Don't you just so desperately want sometimes just to be heard? And then and then how about that answer too, Lord? It would be great. And I love this next part. He says, my heart has heard you say, come and talk with me. And my heart responds, Lord, I am coming. He is calling you, dear one. May your response be, Lord, I am coming. Another version says, when you seek my face, when you said, seek my face, my heart said to you, your face, Lord, I will seek. Uh, I've often prayed this, Lord, help me seek your face before I seek your hand. May I seek who you are before I seek what you can do for me. I pray that you could have that prayer as well. And then I love David's transparency. He shares his doubting. He shares his desperate heart with his Savior, his light, and his fortress. He says, do not turn your back on me. Do not reject your servant in anger. You've always been my helper. Don't leave me now. Don't abandon me, O God of my salvation. Even if my father and mother abandon me, the Lord will hold me close. It's almost like he's saying, don't run away from me. You will never run away. Then he goes on to say, teach me how to live, O Lord. Lead me along the right path, for my enemies are waiting for me. Don't let me fall into their hands, for they accuse me of things I've never done. With every breath, they threaten me with violence. Yet I am confident, there's that word again, I am confident I will see the Lord's goodness while I am here in the land of the living. So now in this prayer, this psalm, this song, David is now seeking the hand of God, but not in a selfish way, in a way that still honors God. And I don't know about you, but I have been accused of things I've never done. And it's awful. 
I, I was just a, a young college student and I, I was cleaning houses. I was cleaning the house of a coworker for extra money when something went missing and I was accused of taking it and there was nothing I could do. I just felt so helpless and angry and sad because I knew that I did not do it. But it was just my words. It was just words. And it was so personal. And I took my faith in Christ so seriously that I felt as though though I had brought like this shadow on my Savior through no fault of my own. And the day that they found the missing item that had been just misplaced, uh, there was a mumbled apology. and, And for that, I really was grateful. But the experience itself was awful. And I was broken. And I love the phrase, I am confident I will see the Lord's goodness while I am here in the land of the living. I love that. Some things I know will never be made right until eternity. But sometimes we can see the Lord's goodness while we are still here in the land of the living. And I pray that for you. And then the psalm ends. Wait patiently for the Lord. Be brave and courageous. Yes, wait patiently for the Lord. This psalm is so rich with God's characteristics and promises and parallels to my own life and experiences. But much like my own life, it leaves off with more. I mean, it doesn't say, hey, thanks. In the rest of the story, it turns out I was amazingly victorious. You know, it says, wait, and then not just wait, wait patiently at that and and be brave and courageous. Okay, perfect. I'll get right on that. (laughs) Excuse the sarcasm, but that's how I feel when I'm trembling, when I feel abandoned, when I feel wrongfully accused. I love how the English version translates it. It says, wait for the Lord, be strong, and let your heart take courage. Wait for the Lord. Let your heart take courage. There is a king of my heart who is forever mine, and he wants me to let my heart take courage. He wants you to let your heart take courage. Wait for the Lord. So what's next? Well, while you're waiting for the Lord, rest on his promises. Meditate on his word. I've unpacked Psalm 27. I use the New Living Translation. So maybe you could do the same or try a different version. But meditate. Meditate on Psalm 27 this week. I pray that it brings you strength and confidence as you journey with your Savior who will never run away. While you're in God's Word this week, let me know how you're doing. You can email me, michelle at michellekneezat.com. Hop on Twitter or Facebook, and let's just talk about what you're learning. And before I tell you what song will be featured next week, I want to shout out to any new listeners from my new partner, TheBridge.fm, where they are going to be playing 30-second spots, pointing people to the Word and to my podcast. I'm so excited about what God might be doing through that. I want to shout out to Heather from Louisiana, another Heather from Canada, Beth from Maryland, and Carrie from New Zealand. They are my newest subscribers to my website. Now, the benefit of subscribing is that I will email you once a week. And in that email, you will get a weekly memory verse resource to display on your smartphone, your tablet, your desktop, or you can print it out. You will also get an email recap of the week's episode, and you get instant access to any of the resources I create for my episodes. It's just my way of saying thank you for listening. And so head over to michellekneezat.com to subscribe today. There's a button on the right. 
And then don't miss an episode of my podcast by subscribing in iTunes. While you're there, if you're subscribing in iTunes, I would really appreciate it if you would leave me a written review and a star rating. It um, helps. It encourages me, of course. Every single word you put in an email or on a review or a comment are, always bring me such encouragement. But those reviews actually help me stay visible to new listeners as well. So I would really appreciate it. And as always, if you take the time to review my podcast, I will take the time to personally thank you right here on the podcast. Well, that's it for this episode of More Than a Song. Next week, I will use The Words I Would Say by Sidewalk Prophets to jump into scripture. I've already started my research on this one, and I can't wait. So if you liked this episode, however, would you mind sharing it with others? I've made it really easy. With just one click, you can share via Facebook, Twitter, or email. Just head over to michellekneesat.com forward slash 87. While you're there, I'd love to hear from you. Click on comment to join the conversation. Until next time, take time to meditate on God's word and consider his ways.